If you're just giving the gospel to people, that's great, but they might not listen to you because they're starving. But if you go and help them and you care about them, they will now listen to what you have to say about Jesus Christ. They're gonna wanna know why are you doing this? Because my Savior's done so much for me. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and today on In Grace, we are continuing in our series, The Story of Jesus, which is a chronological look at the four Gospels. And we're going through the Gospels, trying to piece it together best we can as it would have happened. And we know it all happened. It's a true story of Jesus. And today we have parked on his Olivet Discourse. He's getting near the end of this fourth longest sermon that we have recorded that he preached. It's near the end of his life. And here on the Mount of Olives, this is the focal point of all the world. Even today, he's talking about uh, separating the sheep from the goats. Now, what does that mean? Well, we talked about it a lot yesterday, so you might want to go back and listen to that message on our website, ingraceradio.com. But basically, when he returns at his second comings, one of the things that he does afterwards is separate the sheep from the goats. In other words, who was it that cared for his brethren, cared for the Jewish people. When when Antichrist turned against them and, and the world turned against the Jews, by the way, that's happening today, okay? Uh, not the Antichrist, but the, the persecution of the Jews always is around anti-Semitism. So who's going to come alongside them and help them? And then we can extrapolate from that. We are to be blessing not just the Jews, but anyone today that is in need, we are to be the hands and feet. We are to bring the cup of cold water in the name of Jesus. And we're going to talk about how, you know, a lot of humanitarian organizations, they do a lot of good, but they don't share the gospel. Some do. I was able to interview Franklin Graham in, in Samaritan's Purse, and he said, Pastor Scudder, we need to give the cup of cold water. We need to feed people and help people, but we also need to share with them Jesus. And that's exactly right. We need to do both. And so we're going to talk about that and more today here on In Grace as we're looking at the end times and a teaching that Jesus gave us to know what we are to be doing now. And of course, he's speaking directly to those that will be ministering during the seven-year tribulation period. So we've got a lot to cover. We're going to get right into that just before we do. You know In Grace has a television program. Uh, we air on TBN every Wednesday night. We also have a YouTube channel, Roku channel. Let me encourage you to go and watch In Grace because it's incredible. We, we cover a lot of apologetic type of topics, archaeology, science, creation. We go on adventures, but every In Grace episode has a, an important theme that draws us to God and his word. So it's enjoyable. It's entertaining. You're going to learn something, but it's more than that. It'll have a powerful impact impact on you spiritually. And so watch In Grace on YouTube for free anytime. Just go to YouTube and search for In Grace. And then also, if you wouldn't mind, if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, that would help us out a lot, reach more people, and you'll get all of the programs that we put out. Get alerts, click on the bell, and you'll get alerted every time we release a new YouTube video. And you can also like that video, and all of these things will help us reach more people with the gospel. There's a wonderful family in our church 
that wants to make sure that everyone in our addictions ministry on Friday night has a wonderful time and they provide money for food for the program. So we don't have to worry about that. This family also wants to make sure that children that don't have money, they come from poor families, have the ability to have after school care or they can have tutoring or whatever they need and they pay for that. I think that is so important. That is one of the main things we're supposed to be doing on this earth is finding ways to love people, help people, those especially that are downtrodden, those that are hurting and needy. But that's not all we should do. With that cup of cold water should come the living water. Both at the same time. If you're just giving the gospel to people, that's great. But they might not listen to you because they're starving or they're thirsty or they're in a horrible situation. But if you go and help them, and you go be there for them, and you sit with them, and you pray for them, and you, you're, you care about them, they will now listen to what you have to say about Jesus Christ. They're going to want to know, why are you doing this? Oh, let me tell you why. Because my Savior has done so much for me. This is the least that I can do for you. Let me tell you about it. And you start talking about Jesus, and what he did, and how much he loves people, and how he died. Isn't this what Jesus did? What did Jesus do on this earth while he was here? He helped the downtrodden. Now, you can't give sight to a blind person, but maybe you could help pay for a surgery for that person to remove cataracts or whatever. There are ways that we can do that. Jesus was all about that. He was so compassionate, full of compassion, full of mercy. And if we are saved by his death and resurrection and we trust in him, isn't that what we should be doing while he's gone? We should be doing what he would be doing here. That's why we're still here. We are here to be his hands and his feet and his mouth. We are here to serve, especially those that are downtrodden. So let us share water. Let us share food. Let us share clothes. Let us shelter people. And let's do all of that with the gospel. We had an opportunity at Westchester Christian School when a big hurricane, I think it was Katrina, uh, went through and uh, FEMA was sending all of these RV trailers down to Louisiana for people to live in. And they put out a call on the news. They said, would you um, outfit these with plates and cups and silverware and stuff? And so we did. We, we outfitted 10 of these RVs. We had people in the church donating stuff. And then with all that stuff, we put in a few goodies and we put in some heaven tracks and wildlife hurts. We wanted to make sure they got the good news and they got the help that they needed. So looking for those opportunities, I think, is exactly what God wants us to be all about. And now this isn't exactly applying to us today because, again, I think this is the tribulation period, but I think it does still apply to us today because Jesus is still not here and we should still be doing what he would be doing if he were here. Actually, that's exactly what 1 John tells us in chapter 3 in verse 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. And the next thing we're going to study is Jesus tells the people he's with that he is about to be crucified. That's the next thing we're going to get to after this sermon is over. That's the next thing he says. He laid down his love. We perceive we the love of God. He laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brother. 
But whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need, so you have what you need, you have stuff, and your brother doesn't, and he has needs, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion, your, your heart doesn't break for this person, how dwelleth the love of God in him, right? That's not the love of God. My little children, let us not love in word, you know, be blessed and filled and go on your way. That's not what God wants us to do. God wants you to go and help that person. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in what? Deed and in truth. So these are the things that Jesus would want us to do while he's not here. The least of these. The least of these. Matthew 25, in verse 41, Jesus continues. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand. So he said on the right hand, these are the sheep, these are the people that... Uh, love people and help people. On the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Now this is an awful, awful doctrine, but it's in the Bible, it's very clear. There is a real hell. Hell is real torment. Hell is eternal. And hell was made for the devil. All of us would say the devil should go to hell, Right? All of us would say that the demons, the fallen angels, should go to hell. But we have a hard time with the lost going to hell. Well, I hope we do. I hope that really bothers us. What must I do to go to hell? What do I need to do to go to hell? Nothing. Okay? We're born in sin. We sin. We don't deserve heaven. We deserve to be separated from God. But he loves you. He wants to save you from that. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for you on a cross and rose again. What must I do to go to hell? Nothing. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved. Oh, this is an awful, awful place. A place that is real. A place that is torment. A place that is eternal. A place made for the devil and the demons. Let us make sure we go and tell people the truth of the gospel. Verse 42, I was hungered and you gave me no meat. And I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. And I was a stranger and you took me not in. Naked and you clothed me not. Sick and in prison and you visited me not. Now you say, wait a second, doesn't that sound like works for salvation? I, in order to go to heaven, I have to go and feed people and clothe people. That's not what it's saying. The righteous were people that were not righteous by their acts. They were righteous by their trust in the one who paid for their sins. And those people now are wanting to serve him because of the fact that they love him and all that he's done for them. So that's what the sheep were doing. They weren't saved because of the things that they were doing. They were saved because of their faith in the one who did it all. Okay? But that's what we should be doing, and that's what Christians should be doing. And the lost don't. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. On and on and on it goes. And then they said unto him, Lord, when saw we thee hungered or thirst or stranger or naked or sick or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is the truth of Scripture, the truth of the story of Jesus. And when I say the story of Jesus, 
I'm not saying it's anything but true, okay? A 100% true story, the story of the Gospels, the story of Jesus. So Jesus wants us to be his hands, his feet, his mouth, until he comes back, because that's what he did on this earth. Now, why does God wait for the very, 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 very end to separate the sheep and the goats? I think it's because God is merciful. God is patient. God is not willing that any should perish. Ezekiel 33 and verse 11 says, Say unto them, as I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? This is the God that has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Have you dreamed of taking a cruise to Alaska? Pastor Jim Scudder and his wife Karen invite you on a seven-day In Grace Creation Cruise this July. Join many other In Grace friends to see glaciers, whales, eagles, bear, and so much more while sailing the calm waters of this beautiful land. Each evening, we'll gather for a word from Pastor Scudder, hear from creation speaker Bruce Malone, and be blessed with music from Shelley Hamilton and Majesty Music. We will be cruising on Holland America, Alaska's premier cruise line, and we will visit Whittier, Skagway, Juneau, Ketchikan, and Vancouver. Also, the COVID vaccine requirement has ended, so it's finally time for you to enjoy Alaska. Get your free brochure by calling 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com travel. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com travel. So we are to be compassionate according to Jesus. We are to be doing his work. And I know the story of three individuals that lived some time ago, and all of them, I believe, fit into this category, and I want to use their stories as an inspiration for us. One happens to be related to me in a distant way, a distant cousin. Her name is Ida Scudder. Ida Scudder is a relatively famous missionary from America to India. She started one of the largest hospitals in India. Even today, the Christian Medical Center in, in Valores, near Madras, is doing um, heart transplants. Uh, they're training uh, lots of doctors and nurses. It's a really, really big uh, teaching hospital. And she started this. Her father was a medical doctor, missionary to India. And then his father, John Scudder, both John Scudders, uh, he was the first medical missionary to India from the United States. He came in on a steamship and he rode in on a log canoe onto the shores of India in the, almost the same place that Thomas went to India and was martyred according to tradition, the apostle. Now, Ida Scudder did not like India. She grew up there as a girl. It was loud. It was noisy. It was dirty. She did not like India. She could not wait to go and permanently live in America as she had been visiting uh, her relatives from time to time. So she went back to America and she was living there a nice life. And she went back to visit her parents one day. And there was one night in which she had people knocking on their door of their house. And they would knock on the door and it was a man. And he was saying that his wife was having real serious illness and difficulty. And, and, and is there a woman that could have come and attend his wife? because he wouldn't let a man come and attend his wife. And, and Dr. John Scudder said, no, there is no woman that has the qualifications. And so he went away. That happened three times that night. 
Three knocks on the door. Three men went away sad because there was no woman that could help. Ida Scudder said the next morning, she heard three funeral processions pass her house. She said, Lord, I am going to give my life to India. And she went back. She graduated from Cornell in the first class of female doctors as females were just becoming doctors. She was in the first graduating class of Cornell. She comes back to India. They say that she was a beautiful woman. She had a lot of young men interested in her, but she said, no, I'm gonna devote my life to these people and I don't have time for a husband. And so she literally gave her life to India and she helped the poor. She helped those with leprosy. She did a lot of great things, including training uh, women there to learn how to be nurses and eventually doctors and uh, really changed the face of India. From what I understand, when she died, India gave her a state funeral and she was even on a stamp in India. So when we go to India and you have a last name Scudder, uh, we actually get a lot of uh, notoriety while we're there because of her. She helped the least of these. She went to the place that she did not like, a place that is not like here, but a place full of people that need to hear the gospel. And then there was another woman that uh, grew up in Great Britain. Her name was Jackie Polinger. She was a musician by vocation and a, a Christian. At age five, she felt that God was directing her to missionary service, and she found herself in Hong Kong. This was years ago. And she was all alone, but she began a work of compassion to the notorious walled city of Hong Kong. There was 50,000 people living in a crowded five and a half acres. Imagine that. It was a refuge for criminals of every kind. Streets were lined with heroin dens, opium dives, to say nothing of the pornographic theaters. Jackie was only 20 years old, untrained, unprotected, when she moved into the nightmare and began to share the good news of Christ's forgiveness and love. She met with violent hostility, and yet, slowly, Jackie's unfaltering passion, dauntless bravery, and Christ-centered teaching had an impact on the people there. Her ministry was dynamic and transforming, and it showed the very power of God for salvation. And through Jackie, Jesus continued his work of compassion. Through Ida, Jesus continued his work of compassion. And through you, Jesus can continue his work of compassion. There was another young lady by the name of Mary Reed, born in Ohio in 1858. And she heard about the lepers of India. She moved to the city of Kwanpur, where conditions were indescribably difficult. After eight years of labor there in India, she suffered a physical breakdown. So she returned home to recuperate. But after a while, she went back to India, and she went into the Himalaya region. And there in the mountains, she came across a group of 500 lepers, subsisting by themselves, no agency helping them in their misery. Burdened about their helplessness and their hopelessness, Mary could not forget those neglected sufferers. After another year of intense ministry in India, she collapsed again and was sent back to her American home. But Mary knew 
that she had contracted leprosy. Rather than being horrified, Mary thought of it as a gift of God because it answered the pleas of those people that she had met in the Himalayas. Now she had leprosy. Now she can live with them. So Mary went back to India and settled into the leper colony where no missionary had ever gone before. She says, I've been called by God to come and help you. And there she remained an agent of God's compassion through Christ, providing healing, help, and hope to the once utterly hopeless outcasts of that leper colony. For 53 years, she served at Chanbang, dying there in 1943. Mary continued the compassion of Jesus. Let's end with 1 Peter 2. In verse 21, it says, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. The compassion of Christ, he came, he didn't think about himself, he suffered. One of the last things that he did, and we'll come to this soon, is he washes the disciples' feet wow, we had better get busy doing his work on this earth. Before you can work for Jesus Christ, you have to receive him by faith. How? By understanding that Jesus died for our sins. We are sinners. We all deserve separation from God. And the only place there is is hell. That's not what God wants. God is not wanting you to perish. God is not wanting you to face that horrible, horrible end. And so what he did was he sent his son to die for your sins on the cross. He rose again the third day, and he's alive. He ascended to heaven. He's coming back, just as sure as I'm standing here. He is coming back. You need to be ready. You need to have received him by faith. Be part of the sheep, part of the sheep, and then serve him. Serve him faithfully, not to stay saved, not to be saved, but because of your salvation. Serve him and accomplish his will in your life. If you have yet to receive Jesus Christ by faith, if you've never believed in him, uh, do it now. Say, Lord, I'm a sinner and I can't save myself, but right now, I believe that Jesus died for my sins. He died for me on the cross and he rose again. I believe in him. And when you'll do that, it's like simple childlike faith at that very moment of that faith you are saved. You say, well, I don't have enough faith. It's not how much faith you have, friend. It's the object of your faith. If it's Jesus, you're saved. And, and that is the greatest thing in the entire world, to know that you're a child of God and you will never be kicked out of his family. He might chasten you because he loves you, just like I had chastened my kids when they were in my home, but uh, never kicked them out. And you know what? Uh, when we do that, then we start to learn how to serve and how to bring the cup of cold water in the name of Christ. And we've learned a lot today from our message about the end times and about the tribulation and all of that. But we can take from that and learn lessons on how we are to live now before the rapture comes. Just before we go, 
You've heard me talking a lot about this fantastic creation cruise that we have coming up within Grace. We're bringing Bruce Malone, who's a creation speaker. You need to look him up, by the way, on YouTube because he's a great speaker, great creation speaker. Him and his wife, Robin, are coming. They're good friends of ours. My wife, Karen, and I are hosting. I'll be speaking on the ship. He'll be teaching on creation-related things. So let's say we see a glacier. Of course, we're going to see glaciers everywhere. Let's say we see a glacier, and then that evening he'll explain glaciers, ice age, how that all ties in with the biblical perspective. And then we have Shelley Hamilton and Majesty Music coming along to do music for us. It's going to be fantastic. Go to ingraceradio.com and click on travel to find out more about our trip to Alaska. Have you dreamed of taking a cruise to Alaska? Pastor Jim Scudder Jr. invites you on a seven-day Ingrace Creation Cruise in July. Each evening, Pastor Scudder will teach. Creation speaker Bruce Malone will tell us all about the creatures of Alaska, and we will be blessed with music from Majesty Music. Also, the COVID vaccine requirement is ended, so it's finally time for you to enjoy Alaska. Get your free brochure by calling 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com travel. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr., InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.